right. <laughs> okay, Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 12. Uh, so this is the, the section we were in last week. So uh, verse 12, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Verse 14 is where we are this morning. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And uh, as I've been studying this, you know, it, you know the, the Bible is always current. The Bible is never like out of date, <laughs> like people have said over and over and over through the years, the Bible's out of date. The Bible's not out of date. Uh, and certainly when you read things like this, um, it says, do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And this, folks, is the truth that, uh, that the world is corrupt and it did not just get that way. Not it just in our lifetime. It has been that way since the Garden of Eden. Mankind has always been corrupted. And so mankind by himself will only make problems and make things worse. And so with God, however, is the solution or God is the solution. And so number four here on page five, without murmurings and disputings, that's verse 14 we just read. And so letter A here. And, and, and let me just say. I think most of us, most of the time, have to get God's help to not have a negative outlook. And then, even if you have one, <laughs> you say, listen, hey, listen, I, I struggle with this all the time. You know, having negative thoughts on the outside, they don't always come to my lips. But listen, just having it here is a problem. Just having that going on on the inside affects you. And it affects your ability to be... God's man or God's God's woman to those around you. And so listen, even if it doesn't come out your lips, the murmuring and complaining, it still keeps you from being who you should be, keeps me from being who I should be. So letter a few things dishonor God's work like murmurings and complaining, speaking, moving against God's plan. And, I, and again, it's such a shame that it is just not unheard of that people in God's house you know, saying they're Christians and yet they seem to be against everything good. <laughs> Let me just say, I am very, I, I'm like pastor. I am very thankful for the blessings that we have experienced all these years. And I pray that God continue that way. Uh, that we, you know, that, that, you know, we don't have business meetings that explode in <laughs> a lot of, you know, this and that and this and that and, and people against each other. Uh, it has happened. But, uh, but the point is, is that, we need to be thankful for, for the thing, the problems that we don't have. But again, we also need to be prayerful that we don't get them. <laughs> Few things dishonor God's work like murmurings. That's complaining, speaking against God's plan. So I have this note underneath that. It, the Israel's example of murmuring and complaining gives us an example not to follow. I won't say that again. Israel's example of murmuring and complaining gives us an example not to follow. So I'd like you to turn with me to Numbers chapter 14. This is, there's, there's many examples of this in the Old Testament. And, and, um, and I've, I've said before, I've said it several times in the past couple of weeks, 
Israel is so many times an example of extremes of humanity. You absolutely see the best of humanity in Israel. (laughs) David, Abraham, Moses, and so many saints of God. You see in the Bible, Daniel, uh, Job, Isaiah, so many men of God, used of God, moved by God. But you also see things like this. So John chapter 14, this is Israel. They came up all the way from, uh, from Egypt, through the Red Sea, through the land of Canaan, and God has brought them safely to the door of the land of Canaan. And so uh, they sent out the 12 spies. The 12 spies came back, and two had a, had a report. If it is, the land is exactly what God said it is. It's a good land. Let's go in to possess it. The enemy's there. They're bred for us. <laughs> and that was Caleb and Joshua. <laughs> The other ten spies, however, turned the people there. They turned their, 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 their knees weak. So let's, let's read Numbers chapter 14, starting in verse 1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And the, all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. So listen, this is not. Hey, brother Chris, good to see you. (laughs) This is not the first time, nor is it the last time that Israel very vocally and very publicly speaks out against everything that God is doing. Now listen, what they have seen with their eyes, what they have experienced firsthand, not through somebody else, but what they have seen firsthand is God's power to deliver them no matter what they're facing. They have seen God decimate the most powerful army on the planet. They have seen God do incredible miracles that the world has not seen the like. They have seen these things firsthand. And so now they come to the land of Canaan. God tells them He's going to bring them in. God has been promising this since Abraham. He says, I'm going to give you... Melissa and I were just talking about this yesterday. That when Abraham and his nephew Lot... Uh, had come to the point where they had both grown so much that their herdsmen began to have conflict with each other. Abraham said, we're family. I'm I'm paraphrasing. He said, we're family. Let's not us fight. You pick the way that you want to go, and I'll go the other way. And so the Bible says Lot chose for him the the green plains, uh, the well-watered lands, and it, it was also towards Sodom. And so that's what Lot chose for himself. Right after that, God tells Abraham... You know, look to the north, look to the east, look to the west, look everywhere around and everywhere your foot trods. I'm giving it to you and to your children. So God has been promising the land of Canaan and all of its goodness to the people of Israel for a long time. Generations. God has been promising this land to the people of Israel. And now they come up and they get right up to the doorstep. They send in the spies. They come back with a report. It is a good land. But there's, there's giants there. They said, we were in their eyes grasshoppers, and we were in our own eyes too. They say it's bad, man. It's really bad. We're all going to die, in a sense. <laughs> and so the whole congregation of Israel believes 
the ten spies and their evil report in spite of the fact of everything they have seen up until that moment. And again, we have to be careful here because (laughs) we are often guilty of the same thing ourselves without actually having stepped foot on the battlefield or the or, or, or the bad thing that we're afraid of, the concerning thing we're afraid of, the, just the threat of going to the doctor with something you're concerned with, sometimes we fall apart with fear and anxiety and saying everything's going to be bad. <laughs> Which is contrary to what God says all the time. Now listen, God's faithfulness has been recorded throughout human history, but if that wasn't enough... We have seen it in our own lives. God is faithful 100% of the time. So when things come along and they challenge our faith, and let's face it now, if you're coming to the conclusion that everything's bad and everything's going to go south very quickly and and maybe something like we're all going to die, you know, some, some perspective like that, we need to check ourselves. We need to say something's wrong. The Bible says... Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Isn't that extraordinary? Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Listen, folks, we need to understand that our emotions go out. they, They go off the rails all the time. We need to ask God for the grace not to bow down to our emotions, which are often manipulated. If not by Satan, it certainly is by the world. And sometimes our own flesh can come up with a world of things to be concerned about. And yet, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you are facing. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Listen, we could just pull up the news. And I, I was just telling, uh, <laughs> telling Ricky just a minute ago, I have a very short fuse. No, it was Greg. <laughs> it was, I have a very short fuse how much I can handle of the news. It's like a barrage of, of, of spitballs in my face. <laughs> I can't handle it. Shut that thing down, man. <laughs> because it's all bad all the time. And here's the thing, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you are seeing with your eyes. It doesn't matter what people can tell you. You can read about David. I think we just read about David this morning where he's saying, I have people and they're telling me that I need to be afraid. They're telling me. So listen, these kinds of things, they're not going to end while we're on planet Earth. Here's here's what is counterbalanced by those things. God is faithful 100% of the time. And he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord Jesus said, all who come unto me, I will in no wise cast out again. And the Bible is filled with God making good on his promises. And never once has he failed. Not one time. And then you even have the book of Revelation telling us how everything ends. I don't know how today is going to end. I don't know how this year is going to end. I know there's all kinds of things that concern me when I look at the news. I'm concerned that if. China invades Taiwan. I'm concerned about what the government may do if there's a new strain of... I'm more concerned about what they're going to do than what the threat is coming. (laughs) But listen, it doesn't matter what happens. God is faithful. He tells us to put our confidence in Him. And listen, I, I say that like I got it mastered. I do not have it mastered because my emotions are just like your emotions. But I know what the Bible teaches that we can put our trust in God and we don't have to fret and worry. I love Psalm 37. If we had time, we'd read it, but we don't. But if you haven't read it recently, I recommend you do. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. 
over and over and over, there's an exhortation. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't be freaking out. That's what I think of when I read Psalm 37. Stop freaking out. (laughs) Because we're prone to that. And you see, again, so many examples. You see David and the, and the children of Israel when they came up to uh, the Philistines and, and the giant came forth and he was armored from head to toe. Again, the people of Israel on one side, shaking in their boots, afraid of the confrontation uh, and the, and the, uh, the giant's uh, uh, challenge. Send me one man that we, might, that we might fight. We'll settle the whole thing. And the, he was lying, by the way. When David put a stone between his heads and God gave him the victory, the, all the Philistines ran. Listen, the enemy is always lying. Don't believe their threats. Don't believe they're, 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 this is what's going to happen if you come. And, you, and that's what the giant was doing. He was telling them, you're all going to... It was bad. <laughs> but God is faithful. And he's never ceased to be faithful. And we need to keep we need to keep that in the forefront of our minds. And what you see in Numbers chapter 14 is the people of Israel have utterly forgotten everything that God had done in recent memory up until that day. And again, this is not the first nor the last time that they murmur and complain. What you see a great deal of is we're hungry and they're murmuring and complaining. We're thirsty and they're murmuring and complaining. And all these things, they, they, they can't have a direct route where they want to go. They murmur and they complain. And over and over and over, they have this negative perspective. But as far as I have read, as I've read the Bible many times, and I, as far as I've read, not once do they say, Lord, we have a problem. Lord, we're thirsty. Can Lord, please provide. Not one time. Not one time do they come humbly before God and ask him for a solution to the problem. Listen, folks, we need to. And listen, I think this is very clearly something that the Bible teaches us. Go quickly to God. Don't waste any time as soon as you have any, even before you have a problem, <laughs> even before you have problems. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, Lord, help me with the day. Whatever's coming, Lord, you know. That would be ideal. (laughs) Whatever's coming, Lord, help me to walk with you today. Help me to be your man. But regardless, when problems do come and they're coming for every one of us, big problems, little problems and everything in between, they're coming. We need to quickly run to God. Listen, I know I know it's not (laughs) that this is not unheard of, that many Christians wait until their last moment. The very last thing they can do. All I can do is pray. (laughs) Really, that's all you need to do. Because God is so faithful. So here we are in Numbers 14. And the the children of Israel have gone so far in their panic that they're saying, let's get a captain and let's go back to Egypt. And if you'll remember, the Bible says that their cry had come up before God. That they were crying for deliverance in Egypt. But they've quickly forgotten and that's, that is a human condition. The ability to quickly forget all the good things that God has done. And the ability to for quickly forget how bad it is in the world. And said so many times, so many Christians are guilty of running back to the world. And so uh, few, uh, back, I'm, I'm sorry. So uh, in uh, back in Numbers chapter 14, and we're going to skip on down to verse 11. And what we're missing here is, is Joshua and Caleb's... Uh, testimony and uh and well let's start in verse 10 so they they testified hey they're 
They are bred for us. They're going to, they have no defense. Their defense is departed from them. So verse four, verse 10, but all the congregation bade stone then with stones and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Verse 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, how long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them? I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. By the way, God was not going to break his promises. He was saying he's going to start over <laughs> with Israel. He was going to, he said, I'll make of you, Moses. I'll make of you a mightier nation than they are. So listen, a very important thing to get from this is how displeased God is when we fail to have faith in him. Again, listen, it's not that there weren't giants. There were giants. And it's not that there wasn't cause for 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 fleeing to God and saying, Lord, I, I need help. There was there was that. It's just that God was up to the task. There wasn't anything that God was not up to. It's something very important to teach you and I here today. There's nothing you're going to run into that God's not up to. And so God says, how long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me? Again, the Bible says in the New Testament that these things are written for our admonition and learning. These aren't just Sunday school lessons. We're supposed to learn from this. We're supposed to see the major, major mistake that they are making. And listen, they're going to make more before we even get out of this chapter. So let me, let me just continue. So God says in verse 12, I will smite them with pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. What, a, what an opportunity for Moses, right? He'll be the new patriarch. <laughs> but l- let me tell you, Moses, Moses has the right perspective. And so, uh, it's, by the way, God's not wrong here. He had been provoked to the, by, by the people of Israel with their, their uh, lack of faith. And, their, they, and listen, uh, the other thing, too, is that they were putting a great deal of faith in what they could see. They were putting all their confidence in how great the, those people, those, those giants were. And that was the exact opposite of what they were supposed to do. And so uh, let's skip on down to verse 19. So, um, and, and again, there's, there's a lot going on here. Moses is interceding. And, uh, and by the way, he's quoting some things that, that God told him about his name and who he... Let me start in verse 18. He, this is Moses uh, quoting the Lord. He says, The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the, the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Verse 19, that Moses intercedes here. He says, Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt, even until now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. That passage is very special because it is it is it is contrasting. It is contrasting the dearth of faith among God's people. And the fact is, is that, listen, his kingdom is coming. (laughs) And But at the same time, the Lord's kingdom is coming. But right now, we could be full of faith. (laughs) We could be full of confidence in God. Again, this is this is something very important for us to read about history, about human history. But it also it teaches us about right now, whatever comes down the pike for us and our loved ones, 
We are to carry it to God with complete confidence in Him and not put confidence in the things that shake us. But those things will never cease. There will always be things that will shake us up. They're going to come, always. Listen, there, there, there are different ways in which we can respond to those things. You can respond in faith. If you respond in faith, your faith is going to get stronger. If you respond in the reverse of faith, in other words, it's all flying apart. We're going to die. Some variation of that. <laughs> then you're going to continue getting weaker and weaker walking in that way. So, again, it's something that, listen, we don't have any problem understanding. If you're going to sit on the couch and watch TV all the time, you're not going to get stronger. The same thing is true about if you in the spiritual realm, if you do not walk by faith, if you do not seek God's face, if you are not a student and disciple of Christ, you're not going to get stronger. You're going to get weaker. Many Christians and by Christians, you guys know I am talking about people who are born again, saved by the grace of God. So many Christians are on a junk food diet spiritually, taking in nothing but things that are bad for them. We need to sit at the Lord's table daily. <laughs> I know you guys know you don't need me to tell you that, you know, spiritually speaking, dining once or twice a week is not good for the body. <laughs> we all know that that's basic. It's also basic in spiritual things. We need to walk closely with God. We need to be in communion with him daily. We need to hear from Him daily. We need to seek His face daily in prayer, reading the Bible, seeking to hear from Him. Uh, over, I've been mentioning this lately. Over and over and over, the Bible exhorts us, seek His face. Seek His face. Brother Albie. Excuse me. I don't mean to be the devil's advocate, but even when we seek His face daily, mm-hmm. Right. But we need to keep that because, like, I don't know, I, I feel really blessed because, like, like I had that accident last spring. It gave me opportunity to witness. Mm-hmm. It gave me opportunity to claim God has been with me. Amen. And all these things have come through. Like this little thing on the back of my neck. I don't know. I'm not so human, but I feel like. This too will pass. Amen. He's, he's taking care of me in so many ways, just like you do. He is taking care of them in so many ways. Amen. How could they doubt that he's not going to take care of these big giants? Right. He's going to take care of this. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, if it's, if it's cancer or something like that, okay, then I have to go through this or I have to go through that. But he's still there. Mm-hmm. He's still taking care of me. Amen. He's still God. The. Yeah, it's, the battle is the Lord's, whatever, whatever it will be. We hope we'll go to the doctor. We hope it will say some good news. But regardless what it is, regardless, every step down the road, that's that's what happens with my mind. If something is presented to me, my mind travels down the road of what, what it what if it could be this and then it could be this and then this could happen. Then this could happen and then this could. And, and you know, I, it, it happens all the time. But at every step, at every juncture, God is faithful. And that's the thing is, and, and I know, Brother Albie, for you, I know for, for all the things that you guys have shared with us, God has prepared you over and over and over and over. 
for all the it's like uh, David before he faced the giant, you know, he had he had the uh, the lion, the bear that that attacked the sheep. And, and David had learned. And before he heard the giants, uh, you know, challenge, give me a man that we may fight. You know, before he heard that, he had seen God was faithful to deliver him. He said, if God can deliver me out of, the, out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, this giant is no problem. And he was right. He was right. <laughs> I'm not the only one. I, no. <laughs> I know, this, like you say, you, you've heard from our experiences. We've heard from your experiences. We've heard from other people's experiences. Exactly. How God has been faithful to them. Amen. And how he's been faithful to you. And we, we all know, but we still have that human nature of... Yeah. Amen. He's got this, and I don't know. I, I don't. My little mind, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be. Right. But he knows. Right. And he's going to take care of it one way or another. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's Marion. Yeah. <laughs> she she gone through this stuff, and she's over there at the nursing home. We went over there and visited, and it seemed like this is never going to come to an end. Right. God is faithful. And, and what you said is true. We are meant to learn from and we're meant to come together and praise his name, testify, lift up praises, lift up prayer requests. And as we see God answering and, and it's supposed to help us all, you know, and, and, at the, and, and then when you're facing things and you have, you know, you're an immediate fear, you have an immediate concern about, well, those things are meant to inform us. They're meant to inform our faith. And, and what we go back to back here in Numbers 14 is they had all the reasons in the world to have confidence in God. They had everything, every reason in the world. And still they responded in this in this lack of faith. And I, I love this verse, verse 21. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And um, I love the passage. And I, I can't remember which one of the major prophets it's in. But he said to the people of Israel in captivity, he would be to them a little sanctuary. God said, I'll be to them a little sanctuary where they are in another land in captivity. And the truth is, is it says, as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled. Let's have a pocket of glory right here. What, regardless of what the world is doing, regardless of their foolishness and their lack of faith, let's have a pocket of faith right here. Thank you, Brother Chris. <laughs> Chris is going to make sure we don't forget him. <laughs> so um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and finish this up. So uh, verse... Um, Okay, so verse 21, let's, let's read on. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in, the, in Egypt and in, and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they, ha- they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Now, let me just pause right there. Caleb and Joshua, God kept them strong for 40 years. 
for 40 years. Caleb said, hey, I'm just as strong as I was, you know, when the day I went in. So he's a, he's a much older man. But God says he retained his strength. And, the, and but he had to wait. Caleb and Joshua had to wait 40 years while the judgment of God was 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 falling on their brethren. Verse 25. Now, the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley tomorrow. Turn you and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me, Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in, my, in mine ears, so will I do to you. And that old saying of, Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Verse 29, Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me, doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to you, swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. But as for you, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. And so this is the example that I think best illustrates <laughs> how God feels about his people murmuring and complaining. Now, listen, we cannot afford to think of this as, man, those dirty, rotten Israelites. You know what? We are one of them. <laughs> every time, every single time something comes along and it makes you mad and you you nurture a bad attitude and you dwell there for a long time. Listen, that's again, that's part of that evil nature that we all have. It was not restricted to the Israelites to that day. We all have that same capacity within every one of us to respond in a way contrary to the way the Lord would have us respond to the to, and it's coming for every one of us. Mm -hmm. Bad things, challenging things, things that challenge our faith and our perspective. They're all coming in big ways, in little ways and everything in between every day. Your car goes out. You're, you have a flat tire or someone doesn't like you at work. Or someone cuts you off in traffic. Or someone, you know, is rude to you at the Walmart. Listen, these things are, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you could bring up. Even, even the scary things at the doctor or something terrible happens. It's all small potatoes to God. All of it. If God could send the Lord Jesus Christ to save my soul, everything beyond that is small potatoes. So our, our place is to put our faith and confidence in Him and let that be the lens by which we look at everything in our lives. And at the same time, I, listen, we all, we all have our emotions. You can't deny how you feel, but you can ask God to help you with how you feel. And again, God is faithful. And I, I can't remember who it was, Albie, who said, you know, <laughs> you know these things, they're, they're in front of you. You can't deny that they're there. But we can ask God for the grace to respond in the right way. And just and, and just because it, there's not an immediate response, because you don't see the heavens immediately light up saying, and yes, sir, we're closing right now. <laughs> He's not going to turn around and walk away until I say those words. <laughs> because there's not an immediate response, we sometimes feel like he's not listening or, or it's not happening or, you know, no, our, our job is to trust in him. Put our trust in Him and wait upon Him. Mm -hmm. 
That's our job is to have confidence in him. And so, again, this whole thing was about the fact that God is very displeased with murmurings and disputings and complainings. And yet they come so naturally to all of us. And so we uh, we have to ask God for the grace to respond in the right way to everything that happens in our lives. So we have to close right there. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. Thank you for your word. We are very grateful, Lord, for you communicating to us, Lord, how we can. Lord, first of all, we, we, we you describe and you label the things that are displeasing to you. And you, uh, you tell us plainly about it. We pray that you give us the grace to trust you and to walk with you and to not believe our eyes if they tell us there's something to be afraid of. And not believe uh, our thoughts or our fears, but, but put our faith and our confidence in you and trust and wait on you. We do pray for uh, Albie. We pray that this, uh, that this uh, area would not be cancerous. We pray that he would uh, come out of that safe and sound. But, uh, Lord, regardless of what happens, we know you're faithful. And we do lift up all these prayer requests that were mentioned. And we pray for your grace for each one. And we pray for the coming hour. Please bless Pastor Ken. Give him the words to say. Give us open hearts and open ears to hear and receive from you all that you have for us. Be glorified among us. And if there's anyone that's not saved, we do pray they'd be saved today. And thank you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.